Welcome to Disendorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. Well, you know what? My name is Nick Gunning. And today, mm. we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the cartoons, the comics, and beyond. And beyond. Today, we're focusing on the comics. Yes. Uh, we're discussing Ewoks comics number four, The Valley of Evil. 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 This issue was released on Marvel Star Imprint on July 30th, 1985. Today's episode was, again, illustrated by Warren Kremer, written by Dave Manick, collected in Ewok's Flight to Danger, but that only that collection is only five issues, so we're about to run out of things in that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, we got some interesting listener feedback that I wanted to point out. Mm. Uh, on our last episode, uh, let's see, Jeremiah on Facebook says... One thing I noticed was there is no Star Wars branding. I thought at least on the cover there'd be a Star Wars logo or even a caption with a little a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I guess they wanted our Andorian friends to succeed on their own. Uh, and hmm. that is a good point. We've talked about how it doesn't have the feel, but that's true. Even the comics, which you'd think the comics would do well to have like Star Wars branding on them. Yeah. It seems like you'd want that connection because... The Star Wars comics for Marvel were really popular. You know, yeah. they had a good long run. So who knows? But good point. Thank you. Yeah, that's interesting. It almost seems like the whole show, even the cartoon, the movies and everything has all always just been an offshoot. Yeah. Completely unrelated to Star Wars I in mean, general, just the likeness. You know, maybe they thought like Star Wars fans wouldn't like it and they wouldn't be wrong, but Maybe they thought, well, if we don't call it Star Wars, maybe people will. You know, it's the same concept about the show Enterprise. Remember the first season? It was just Enterprise. And then they were like, let's just call it Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same deal. Same deal, maybe. But anyway, oh, man, That's so our true. featured cast member today, featured creative is Jacqueline Rotcher. So she serves as the inker for this issue. And she has a pretty extensive background in comics, worked on several other projects. A lot of the things in the same vein, but one of the things she worked on was inking all 11 issues of the comic book, The Flintstone Kids, based on the animated series of the same name. Do you remember The Flintstone Kids? I don't. Really? Oh, I, yeah. loved, I loved them. Yeah, I mean, it was just same concept as like a Muppet Babies or Tom and Jerry Kids. It was just Fred and Barney when they were little hanging out with uh, baby Betty and, and baby Wilma. Yeah, I had the action figures. I had the, the glasses from Pizza Hut. Loved Flintstone Kids. I want to track down this comic book right now. Flintstone Kids? Yeah, no, I, I never, never, I've oh, never seen that. It's a good time. What about Flintstone Flint Vitamins? Do you remember Flintstone Vitamins? I do. Did you they make you them? strong? Yeah. Wait, yes. And growing. And million like? strong and growing. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> you know it. Man, that's iconic. <laughs> it is. And now we're transitioning into a Flintstone spot. So I hope everybody's okay with that. <laughs> okay. So Fred and Barney. <laughs> yeah. Just saying Flintstone vitamin. I can fully taste that in my mouth right now. <laughs> Just taste the chalk. Yeah. That first snap. Yeah. And then like of a fresh bottle. Remember that first snap oh, yeah. of fresh bottle. Oh, yeah. And then like you get Just to the, the smell. You get you to the bottom the of the bottle yeah. though. And they're like, it, they don't snap anymore. It's kind of like snap. mush crumble no. in your mouth. Yep. And you're like, oh, yeah, yep. it's yeah, the bottom yeah, of the bottle. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> All right, enough Flintstones. Let's talk about the Ewoks. Yeah, for real. The uber detailed plot of Ewoks number four, Valley of Evil. It should be no surprise that Wicket and Tebow try and take a shortcut 
but wander into a valley guarded by a totem made of wood and skull. Wicket is reticent, but Tebow is not, commenting that Wicket worries too much. Almost immediately, they are caught with snares around their <laughs> neck by a bunch of lizard people led by Jadar. So they take them to their cave and strangely provide them with food and drink. The leader of the lizard people is an Ewok. So naturally, <laughs> Wicket and Tebow are relieved. However, Wicket overhears a secret conversation between Jodar and the Ewok and recognizes their Ewok host as Grak, a dishonorable Ewok exiled many years ago by Chief Chirpa. The young Ewoks discover that after Grak was banished to the valley, he befriended Jodar and the lizard warriors, teaching them fighting skills, and in return, promoting him as their leader. In the second act, we find the reason for offering the Ewoks food and drink, so they have the energy and stamina to be worthy prey. They let Wicked and Tebow loose with no weapons, giving them a head start. Avoiding the lizard warrior's deadly spears, Tebow almost falls off a nearby cliff and manages to hold onto a small tree to save his life. Wicket hides when Tebow is discovered. Before a lizard warrior can land a killing blow, Wicket rolls a large log into them, causing them to crash into the water below. The lizards, by the way. Yes. Now, Wicket can pull Tebow up to safety. They begin to run again and are spotted running into a burrball batch. <laughs> Thinking of a childhood yeah. game they played, Wicket and Tebow bat the burballs into their lizard attackers, causing extreme pain as they run off crying. Good for you saying bat the burballs with bat, a straight face. <laughs> I guess you're more mature than I am. I don't know. I, I did giggle writing it. <laughs> Grat curses the young Ewok's ingenuity and Jodar decides to stop them himself. The young Ewoks made it to a disgusting swamp. Fortunately, this is the last obstacle between freedom and certain death. Making their way through the swamp on a log, Tebow gets his pole stuck in the mud. At least he thinks it's mud, but it actually turns out to be an Endorian swamp beast. The Ewoks narrowly escape into a nearby tree, though it's not safe due to a beehive. The two are sitting ducks to the lizard spears as Jodar nearly sticks them. Jodar begins to wade out into the swamp towards their tree. Full of compassion for Jodar, they call out to him, warning him of the swamp beast. Jodar didn't hear them soon enough and is snatched up in the beast's tail. Acting quickly, Wicket grabs the beehive and tosses it into the beast's mouth before it devours Jodar. Incapacitated, the beast swims off. Wicket drags Jodar to shore where he comes to and is confused at their kindness towards him despite his intent on killing them. They explain not all Ewoks are like Grak. The Ewoks are still worried about the hunt, and Jodar explains they won when they crossed past the Skull Totem. They head off into safety, but are quickly attacked by Grak. He snatches Tebow with a whip, then incapacitates Wicket in the eyes with some dirt. Before Grak can kill Wicket with a massive rock, he is stopped by Jodar. Furious, Grak reminds Jodar who is leader. However, Jodar is unmoved as he learns something new from the young Ewoks. Compassion. The lizard warriors reject Grak, and he leaves their tribe. Wicked and Tebow bid Jodar and the lizard warriors goodbye. They both joke that this was the longest shortcut they've ever taken. Roll credits. I thought it was funny when they came up on the beehive, and they just called it a beehive, because normally they make up some, like, 
B sounding name, you know, but it's not. It's like, oh no, a buzz blast nest. Yeah, a buzz blast like that, But they were just funny. like a beehive. Yeah. And I was like, all right. That's that's the only thing that's the same in both uh, Andor and uh, these United States. <laughs> so I thought <laughs> I thought that was funny. I'm trying to think if we've had a an either an episode or a comic that had this few characters in it because we don't see Nisa, we don't see Latara. Yeah. We only see like Chirpa and Logre in a brief flashback. A they're not part flashback. of the action. Yeah. So. And they're not colorized. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. We really haven't. This Thanks, was man. really just a cast of four. Yeah. If you think about it, yeah. Grack, yeah. Jodar, Wicket and Tebow. And then there's, yeah. you know, a bunch of lizard guys. I guess I was surprised to learn that, uh, Grack was an Ewok because he doesn't really look like he an Ewok. doesn't. Yeah. yeah. He's got the eye patch and like a very you, human. You face. can see it in his it was, hand. His hand yeah, has his the hand, three hand feet. Yeah, yeah, his hand and feet. But yeah. you're right. He's Kinda also weird. he's much taller in like yeah. he, he would be a tall Ewok compared to to an adult Ewok. Yeah. So a glass of water. A right. glass of water. Yeah. So that that so, was and he's got like a horn. So it didn't really look. I, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, yeah, it really, was strange. I was confused. It was weird. Uh, I felt like it was a good structure. I mean, last time we were talking about, I, I guess on droids, we were talking about how how they were like captured, not captured, captured, not captured. Yeah. No, that was Ewoks. That was the last Ewoks. They kept getting captured and uncaptured. Yep, yep, yep. But this one, I felt like had a nice trajectory. They were on this like chase the whole way. Mm-hmm. I liked having like sub villains like Jodar and his people, having them kind of be you know extra like sort of henchmeny. So yeah, I liked the different phases of the story. I thought it worked pretty well. I think it did too. And it helped progress where it was like, yeah, it wasn't like captured, not captured, captured, where it was just like you, there were, they were going to have several instances where their life was in danger. If they're being hunted, right? Yeah. All the guys yeah. go out and they fan out. They're going to have to like take care of those guys. And then once they take care of those guys, there's still more guys. And so it, it did, it, it made a lot of sense. I thought it was funny that it's called Valley of Death. Wouldn't you want it to be called like the Valley of Life so that more people come and then you can kill them? That's true. It's a bad name. Yeah, yeah. it's like it tells you right away. It's no good. It's like naming your restaurant like, you know, good. Food cheap poisoning. food, cult, uh, warm beer, you know, like bad food, there's warm a bone beer. In it. Yeah, there's like <laughs> uh, <laughs> spoiled. I, I want to know. The, I want to know the backstory about how uh, Jodar and the lizard men were like, yeah, you know what? Grack's going to lead us now. Let's take QRQs from Grack. I think I think he's the one. Yeah, because just because he taught them combat, and but it's like, who's that? Who are they fighting though? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. In the valley of know. evil, I think the greatest enemy, Steve, is mankind. Probably. So they're they're so, or whatever. They're, they're prepping for the empire to come. <laughs> maybe they. No, who knows? Maybe I. You know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that is exactly kind of funny though they that were they were like, like, "You have taught us one aspect of life. You are now our leader." So it must not be very yeah. smart, you know, it'd be like somebody telling That's you true. like how to wash clothes and you're like, oh, my gosh, this guy's our leader. I thought of laundry as an example, too. I don't know why, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. You as well. definitely didn't. Uh, the last <laughs> I, did, I really did. I really did. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, the last couple of issues of this, like we've liked them all, but the last couple ones we were like, man, this would have been a great episode. This is the first one that I feel like I really like the story. But I don't think it would have made a good episode. But I think it works really well as a comic book. What do you think? I didn't get that feeling either. That it could be, that it that, would make you know, show. yeah. Like the other ones, I was just like, this would be a great episode. Like halfway through where this one was just like, 
Yeah, I just feel like something about the sequential chase works really well as a comic book in a way that like I don't think it would have worked as well on screen. So I just felt like that was interesting. I feel like they're using the medium right. Yeah, know? there were a couple aspects. I mean, all my complaints, I think, are, are, are very, very small that really don't have any bearing on the story itself. Like, I, yeah. I thought it was a little weird that when Tebow was hanging from that branch, that it was like, oh, no, like there was peril. He's hanging from the branch on this cliff. And then when Wicket knocks the lizards off with the log it's just into water and i was just like oh, right would, wouldn't yeah. they have wanted Tebow to probably. jump off of that then you'd be way far ahead yeah, so i thought that was right. really lame i was just like oh i thought they would die yeah. you know so I, that to me was weird that i was like well you just you just hung that peril over you know dangled that in front of us and then it ended up not really being perilous no yeah so it was, yeah. that was weird to me i, I think it yeah, I think it pretty successfully gets away with. Uh, there's really not much of a story. It's just it's just know, them running away. Yeah, bad news situation, and they kind of get through it. But um, I think I'm not saying that as a knock. I think it works. Yeah, so, this episode serves that purpose yeah. of just yeah. This is they take a shortcut, go into the wrong place, so they're being hunted, and it's that kind of makes sense. Like you went into the wrong place at the wrong time. Now, now you got to get out. Very simple. Yeah. Very straightforward. Yep. Hopefully they make it. Yeah, out. get got to get in. A, I would like to know more. Like, oh, like well, why? It seemed like Grack got banished because Ewoks are like, we don't attack first, yeah. kind of thing. So it's just like, yeah. oh, yeah. What? It also did seem like it wasn't significant enough. That why would Chirpa just be saying like, oh yeah, one time like twelve years ago, I just banished a guy because he like pun yeah. punched somebody. You know, like. Oh, they don't have a lot of new stories, you know. They're just, yeah, just the elders never leave. The elders just sit around and send the children, so <laughs> they don't have they don't have much to do to talk about. We haven't really uh, we haven't really talked about a moral or a lesson in a very long time because it hasn't really been a part of it. I did feel like this one did have kind of a strong moral lesson because mm. Wicket and Tebow choose to rescue Jodar, and then when they talk to him. They're like, why? And they were like, well, you know, like our people don't need to be enemies. You think we're bad because you've had a bad experience with yeah. Grack here. But like, we're just, you know, we're just nice little bear men. So let's be friends. Yeah, you know? it was the. That was kind of a moral lesson. It's like, don't let past prejudice like cloud a, a pleasant yep, future. Life is more yeah. than what Grack has told you. Yep. So that that is good. Yeah. I was I thought immediately when you were like, there is a lesson. I thought, uh, don't. Don't a, not, a shortcut's not always a shortcut. That's also true. They, yeah. they did kind of rang that one in a little bit harder than the whole compassion thing because that kind of like went quick. Where it was just like, yes, compassion. All right, we need to get going. Bye, see ya. You know, and it was just like, oh. Yeah. I think in general, it's just I think anybody can relate to the concept of don't get all your news from Grack. Yeah, don't get all your you news know? from Grack. Right. Grack has one point of view. You just want to make sure. You know. I thought it was cool too that he learned something and he was curious about it. Right, that that was that was so significant. Jo sorry, Jodar. Jodar was Jodar, just like, Jodar. whoa, you know, like you could have allowed me to die. It would have been easy, but they didn't. Yeah. Right, and that was to him that was so confusing. Why yeah. they would do that? Because all he's known is combat, you know, or being taught to yeah. fight. And so, and I'm sure that felt good. Like I, that, I did think of that. Like I wonder what that feels like when you are uh, receive compassion. And you're a person that's like that, right? That like, that mm. probably feels really good. Like that really good feeling of, oh my goodness, wow. When you're a lizard man and someone is compassionate mm. to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very unique. Experience. How does a lizard man think? Unique and relatable, I think, um, <laughs> to all of us. 
Let me ask you, Steve, uh, what was your Oak of Arc moment? So I thought it was really confusing when Jodar was like, oh, you guys have won. You've, you, you passed the totem right there. And I was like, wait. Yeah. The very beginning was, we're going to give him a head start. Just wait till they get to that totem right there. And I was just like, wait, is that the same totem? So I'm confused yeah. now. Was was getting to the totem the head start? Was getting the totem they just had to kill them before then? That bugged me a little bit out because I was confused. Like, oh, that's right. They never gave like a clear... Because they never expect... They probably never expected them to live. So it wasn't like... I mean, he just was like, if you yeah. escape, you win. But it was just like, what... How far? Like, I mean, is like escape like the steps to the Bright Tree Village? Like, yeah, how far are these guys going to hunt them? I just assumed he was saying that like they're not going to escape. You're going to die, you know. But one of the things that I thought was really cool was the flashback. Okay, what they did with the colorization, though, I thought it was off. I thought it, I thought it should have been colored, but faded, right? Because. there's nowhere to go but down when it comes to fading. And it was yeah, well, no, it was that but... it was that like brown, yellowy brown, and yellow color. So I was like, oh, that's weird. They like forgot to colorize it, and then I realized that it was a flashback. But they used the same oh. bright color that Tebow and Wicket's cowl are, True. and then a muted, muddy version of it as the contrast. Yeah. And I thought. The bubbles, the bubbles around the frames. I was like, oh, we're in a flash. Oh, I didn't notice that. I so, didn't notice that right away. Yeah. I just noticed I the color. That. I was just like, what the heck is going on? Like, yeah. why not just make it regular color, but then fade it? So it's just like, oh, it's like a, a dream, you know, like, you know, they do and stuff. But here we go again. Here's the progress storyline. It's a flashback, which I think sometimes work and sometimes doesn't. Right. Because you get that like, ah, that makes sense. OK, he was banished. I see. We yeah. we see it. But I find myself wanting to know more like, oh, that would have been great to know that. So, yeah. 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 You're just like a sponge. You just eat it all up. I do. You want it yeah. all. What about you? Uh, the totem was, well, the t- this isn't mine, but uh, speaking of the totem, it was a vaguely Native American in its design, had a very like Southwest Native American kind of vibe, yeah. which was an odd choice. And on the topic of cultural appropriation in the 80s, do you remember the Hanna-Barbera show Pawpaws? Pawpaws. No, I don't think it's so. It's rough. <laughs> Is it really? It's rough. It's, yeah. It's about a bunch of like little, I guess, Native American bears who live in the woods and their names are like... Oh, they're they're oh, laughing paw, medicine paw, bumble paw. They all have like it's it, rough. That's, yeah, it's that, rough that, that's pretty it's rough. Probably best left in the past. But when I saw that, when I saw that with the feathers and everything, I was like, oh, this feels like pawpaws. Yeah, and I had to look it up to see what I, it was. And pawpaws was on eighty five to eighty six, so it was right at the same yeah, time. time. Yeah, so one of the I same artists or same concepts. Somebody involved. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's the first thing I thought of when I, I saw thought of that. the Thirteenth anyway. Warrior. Okay, coincidentally, bear too. That's their uh, the thing they think they're like monsters or bears or something. The, p- the people dress okay. up in bear skins, but yeah, like they have that similar thing that like there's this wall of like bones and bodies as a warning. Is that the Michael Crichton one? So yeah, there's the book. That's Eaters of the Dead, right? Isn't the book the- is Eaters of the Dead, okay, and okay. the movie is the Thirteenth Warrior, which is crazy yeah. to me because Eaters of the Dead. It's such a great name. <laughs> what are you it's doing? The Thirteenth yeah. Warrior. No, when I when I looked up the book, and it was like it's called Eaters of the Dead. I was just like, what deal was that? Thirteenth Warrior, so generic. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. But what mine actually is, I would love to tell you, and that is uh, my Oak of Arc moment yeah. is it's Grax design, dude. Yeah, 
I agree. He just looks. Do you know that picture? It's kind of a famous picture, like in Star Wars circles, of all the Ewok actors with the with the helmets off. Yes. So it's just like the Ewok bodies and human heads. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "Oh, he's like that picture of the Ewok actors." He does because... look like he's got a square. It looks that's... like he's wet. Yeah, like he just put a yeah, hood it looks over. Looks like he just took the face piece off, and that's it. Yeah, the face piece. It's just so weird. Like I genuinely didn't. It took me a long time to realize he was an Ewok. Why don't they just make him like an Ewok? It's such a weird flex. Like, I mean, yeah, like just make him be an Ewok and keep the eye patch, and then you got yeah. it. Yeah, he has just like a very like aggressively human face. Uh, just weird. Just a weird, weird thing. So that that was fine. What uh, what was your what was your what part did you like, though? Did you forget your Chihuahua moment? Did you forget what that was called? <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to be just fully what's transparent. Uh, what's that part did you, you know, like? You like, uh, Nick no. have good like. Nick yes. good, good one. Tell, like. tell of like. Okay. Goodness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> mine was uh, uh, Jodar the lizard, but it was specifically it was his little belt. <laughs> I thought his, that is so true. <laughs> I thought his little belt was just darling. Uh, he was just a lizard, and he had just a little black belt with a gold buckle. <laughs> yeah, when he's struggling with the sea monster, he loses it, you know, and that's fine. Yeah, but I thought as soon as he showed up with the belt, I was like, I'll ride or die for these guys. I love them. Um, I. <laughs> I really uh, I liked their whole vibe, though, because it's like Grack and then this whole lizard army. But the lizard army all talk. So like, so I don't know, Grack, what do you think? We, we take these guys out. What do you think? They were just so like everyday guy kind of. Thing. Yeah, it, was very it made me laugh. I liked him a lot. When I saw him get attacked by the beast, I was like, wait, how do they know that's Jodar? And I went back to the beginning and I was like, oh, the belt. Belt. The belt is how we belt. know. Yeah, <laughs> I thought belt. that was funny. Yeah. I, I love that you caught that. For me, it was the yeah. All right, well, hit me. What's yours? What, and it's called the Ichiwawa moment. Yes, the Ichiwawa uh, moment. Not my like good moment. Um, not that one. No, so yeah, my Ichiwawa moment was the fact that for every situation, there was a bit of Ewok ingenuity. Right? We kind of talk about yeah. how sometimes we lose. We've had episodes where there's just been none. Right? Where. Mm-hmm. The enemy gets defeated because of luck. And it's just like, well, you just kind of wrote ingenuity out of the Yeah, yeah like so this was like, oh hey, remember that game we used to play? Let's do that. It'll work. Boom, it works. Yeah. Wicket hides. It, I remember reading that one part and I was like, Oh, where did Wicket go? You know? Like that's really yeah. weird. And he goes behind and he's like, Oh, hmm, you know, I can use this. And guess what? Later on they use that log that he pushed into the water. <laughs> Right. Is it the same You're log? Right. I think it might be the same log. So it's just like, it, it just was interesting that like yeah. along the way, they used the, all the stuff that was around them, the forest. So even though yeah. they were being attacked and had no weapons, they improvised and they the were able to be on the frontal attack when things happened. So I thought that was very cool because they were they did spotlight that. Like, oh, we have no weapons, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, well, they did. They had ball burr bats. Burr Burball bat, burball bat, burball bat, bat, which was clearly baseball. But, you know, let's see who can hit it the farthest, you know. That's true. I was wondering, would a burball stick to a lizard? Because in our world, not right. So for me, what 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 I thought of was burdock. And if you've ever like run through burdock, those are those tiny little balls that like stick to your socks and pants. Yeah. But yeah, they probably wouldn't stick to a scaly 
smooth I wouldn't skin. So. I wouldn't think so. Tough. But uh, I mean, that ruins the storyline. You just ruined it. Yeah, forget it. This is a zero for me. It's a zero out of five. I, you know what? I, it's this was hard to rate because the the past stories have been complex, and this was anything but. Yeah, but it felt very very fun and actiony. So I mean, I'm still right up there. I'll say I'll say mm, I'm going to say three and a half. I was going to say but three and a half too. Three, it's a high three and a half because I did like it. Ooh, mine was like a, a low. Lot. Mine would have been a three two five, but like three and a half, like what? there wasn't the much nine, to three, mess two. up. There wasn't much, right? But it also wasn't. I wasn't just like ugh. This is so dumb, but I, you know, I don't want to give it a three and have it be in the middle because I think it was a little bit better than being average. I thought it was, I thought it was clever. There was aspects of it that yes. were clever. So, I yeah, I, I think a, I think a three five. I'm, I'm confident with that. Yeah, Steve, I'm just looking back at the uh, this Endorian Life archive to see when the last time we had a guest on, and if you don't count Kendra on Sharknado three, which was a crossover, not a true oh, guest. Yeah. The last time was Amanda Smith for the Star Wars Day Book Club back in May, but that was a crossover with How's Things. So the last time we had a guest was Horville's Hut of Horrors with Sally Jacoby Murphy back in January. Oh my and, gosh, uh, it was so long ago. I know, and I'm pleased to inform our listeners that Sally Jacoby Murphy will come back to defend her crown <laughs> as the Queen of Halloween in our next episode. She is the Queen. And I can't wait. I can't wait. That's going to be so much fun. It's, true. it's uncontested. Queen of Halloween. Yep. Uh, from now on forevermore. But we have a fun little thing. We're going to be covering a, a Star Wars fan film called Ewok Hunt, a Star Wars horror story, which you can readily find on YouTube. Uh, and we'll toss it out on our social medias and all that. But watch it ahead of time. And then Sally's going to come and talk with us next time for our Halloween special. Are you excited, Steve? I am excited. We're going to have a good time talking about it. I'm excited. I'm excited to have Sally. She's so much fun. <laughs> I know. She is fun. Uh, I know that you're a little chicken man. Um, I am. When it comes to, to scary things. Do you have any Halloween-y plans? Are you reading any spooky books, <sighs> watching any spooky movies? I, I don't. There's probably one movie in the past 10 years. That okay. was scary that I wanted to watch. What was it? Lights Out. I, I've still not seen it. Lights Out? I don't think I, I don't know that one. The ad for it was crazy. They would like turn off the lights and then turn them back on. But then the shadow would be closer. And I was like, oh, that's oh, really yeah. scary. That's like that right down my wow. a jump, jump starty movie. And like, I, I remember once one time I played that game. Was it a quarantine? It was quarantine or something like that. And. Oh, yeah, I played the game for about nine minutes, and I, I was just like, okay. I'm done. Too much. I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm literally okay. going to die playing this game. So, yeah, okay. not good with scary stuff. I never plan it. Yeah. I see all the ads on TV for, like, oh, it's all the Halloween movies, and I'm like, cool, all the stuff I'm not going to watch. The 2016 film Lights Out is only rated PG-13, so really? you might be able to handle it. Yeah, <laughs> for my library pod. I'll be able to handle it. You might be able to. Uh, my day job over with the David A. Howe Public Library on our show, But Have You Tried? Sally's going to join us on that, too. Mm. And she and Allie and I are going to talk about the film The Others with Nicole Kidman, which I do really recommend. So if you haven't seen the that, others. I think you can handle that. I have it's not. I've not seen that. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, I uh, hope everybody's having a good spooky season. Steve, I hope you're comfortably settled into your 40s now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's it for this week. Watch you walk hunt and come back next time. Steve, yeah. I'll see you then. I'll see you then. This Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include Previously on X-Men, 9021 Here We Go, and 90s Music Got Me Like. 
Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or X, formerly Twitter, at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.